Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lift it up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. Well, if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the New Testament book of James. The New Testament book of James and James in chapter number two. James in chapter number two. For those of you who are looking for it, we could always start from the back of the Bible and work our way forward to find it. So the book of Revelation, Jude, 3 John, 2 John, 1 John, 2 Peter, 1 Peter, and then we come to the book of James. James is right after the book of Hebrews, so if you find the book of Hebrews, you could find it. And we've been working through this wonderful book of the Bible. Remember, it is the very first New Testament book that was penned. And so with that, it becomes a special context to pay attention to, but we learn quite a bit as the book of James is the book of wisdom, a practical book of Christian living. And so we find it continue on as we now find our way in chapter number two, the book of James in chapter number two. Notice with me, if you don't mind, in verse number one, the book of James chapter two and verse number one, the Bible says this, my brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with respect to persons? For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there also come in a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth a gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do they not blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called if ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if you have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. And if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible... Would you mark a phrase that we find in the book of James chapter number two, the book of James chapter number two, and notice with me in verse number eight, where it refers to the royal law, the royal law. And with the Lord's help, we want to see this here, the royal law or living the royal law. Now, 
James introduces a standard of life that overrides all else in earthly behavior. It's referred to in this passage as the royal law. The royal law. What is the royal law? Well, it is the law given by our king. Who is our king? King Jesus. Jesus said that we should love others as ourselves. This is the banner that we should live as Christians. It should be the distinguishing characteristic of every child of God. That means in summary that we treat other people the way that Jesus treated us. How did Jesus treat us? Well, you know, we're scumbags and he's patient with us. How many of you realize Jesus has been very patient with you? Absolutely. Jesus has been very patient with us. That means that we need to learn to love others as Christ loved us. That's the example. That's the standard. It's not just the idea that treating others how we want to be treated. We need to treat others the way that Jesus has already treated us. That he's the precipitator. He's the example. He's the one that worked. And that living the royal law is actually wearing Christianity as a robe, as a cloak. It's wearing what we are supposed to live. Once again, as I've said quite a bit, that people are tired of hearing about Christians. They want to meet one. And the very characteristic that Christians should be recognized as is treating others as Christ has treated us. That is a big deal. In fact, notice if you don't mind, as it is now making reference to this law, all the way back in the book of Leviticus. Turn with me, if you don't mind, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19. So this isn't just something that God came up with later on, but this is something that's been hardwired all the way from the beginning. Remember, the book of Leviticus is the royal or the law that was given to the Hebrew people as they beginning their brand new nation. This is what God had set forth. And it is very interesting that God had made reference to this all the way back in the Levitical law. Notice with me in the book of Leviticus chapter number 19. Leviticus chapter 19. Notice with me in verse number 15. Leviticus chapter 19 in verse 15. It says, Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor. Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among the people, neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt not anywise rebuke thy neighbor, nor suffer sin upon him. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am am the Lord. Ye shall keep my statutes. <clears throat> thou shalt not let any cattle gender with a diverse kind. Thou shalt not sow thy feed with a mingled seed. Thou shalt not have a garment mingled with linen and woolen upon thee. I should have stopped at 18. Um, but here it's talking about this royal law. And even all the way back there, it is saying that we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourself. This is what God is always designed to be. No respect of persons. We'll define our terms here in just a second. But 
as we turn back to the book of James chapter number two, we're seeing that this is something that was given as a reminder, something that was given in Levitical law, something that Jesus repeated while he was here on earth. So much so that he gave the parable of often what is called the Good Samaritan. In the Good Samaritan, you have the man who um, came up to Jesus and said, who is my neighbor? And Jesus gave that tale of the Good Samaritan and explained that a neighbor is anyone that has need, anyone that needs help. That's our neighbor. That's who we should be investing and looking at. (coughs) So notice as we kind of examine this royal law in detail through the book of James chapter number two. The first thing that we see is that the royal law interrupts natural life. The royal law interrupts national life, natural life. Notice with me verse one. James chapter two and verse one. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons? Here James is declaring, if you're truly a Christian and a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, then you cannot be a respecter of persons. The idea of respecter of persons carries the idea that you put one person in a place of honor above another. When we don't love others, what's happening is that we're breaking the heart of God, who's been so loving and kind to us. The example is is that Christ loved us, so we should turn around and love others differently. Now, we need to be honest with ourselves. We all have issues with this. You say, nah, okay, well, the next time you see that biker in the middle of winter that has only a vest on and his arms showing tattoos all over, you should be able to witness to him, no problem, like you would a little kid, right? We, sh- we all have this idea of respect of persons that we have to be careful with, that we have to uh, guard because God is not willing that any shall perish, but also come to repentance. That God died for every person. And we need to reach out to every person. For example, let's just imagine that you had an Adolf Hitler in front of you. Would your first inclination be to witness to that guy? It should be. You understand that (laughs) this idea of respect of persons is a very big deal. That we should love even the unlovely because if you remember, you were unlovely. In fact, if you were be honest with yourself and let who you truly are really come out, no one like you anymore. If you knew who I truly was on the inside, you wouldn't be my friend no more either. And God has loved us anyways. What a great God. You know, think about all the failings that we have, the times that we told God no, the time that we told God we had a better plan than what he had. The time that we just said, Lord, just leave me alone. I've got this. I'll do it myself. The times that we were selfish to disregard even everyone else because we wanted something. And God still loved us. We understand that people are the same. They're sinners. (laughs) Every single one of us. That God loved us not because he saw something special in you. He saw you while you were still worthless and loved you anyways. You said, well, that doesn't help my feelings much. No, we got to be honest with ourselves. (laughs) I remember uh, uh, discipling a guy many years ago. And uh, he had a bad outlook on himself. His uh, default was whenever he got in trouble, he would say, 
I'm a, I'm just a loser of a low down and whatever, and, you know, and our normal reaction is to pat him on the back and, oh, there, 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 there. And he would use that as an idea to get away with it. Well, you know, if I self-depreciate and say what a bad person I am, then we go there, 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 and just let him get away with it. I remember he did that in front of my pastor once, and my pastor said, listen here, you're a low-down, no-good sinner who's guilty and selfish and messed up. By the way, so am I. You know that did more to help that guy than the there, there, you're all right, it's going to be fine. We are low down, no good sinners. And Christ loved us anyways. And if we truly realize how awful we were, we show a lot more grace to other people who are awful as well. God loved us. And so our natural life is that we like to look at people who look well-dressed, who look nice. We want them part of our church. Ah, but we get someone who doesn't look right and doesn't dress the way that we think or doesn't act the way or talk the way or look the way, then, you know, we feel like we have to shun them. Well, they don't fit our circle. We need to love them regardless. This is that idea that Jesus was no respecter of persons. Christ loved everyone. And if we're going to show that same example, we need to show that love of Christ to everyone. And we'll explain what this means a little bit more. Notice the second thing. The royal law integrates us into the lives of other Christians. The royal law integrates us into the lives of other Christians. Notice with me James chapter 2 and verse 2. James chapter 2 and verse 2. For if there come any unto your assembly, so notice it uses that word assembly. What is a church class? Group of baptized? Go. So when it says here that when they come to our assembly, they're saying they're assembling, coming into our gathering together of believers. Okay? We're getting the context. For if there come a, unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there also come in a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that wear the gay or happy fine clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand there or sit there under my foot. Are ye then not partial in yourselves and become judges of evil thoughts? Now let's pause here. You may read black and white and say, hey, no, no, we're going to treat everyone the same. Okay, let's put it to the test. In the door this morning comes Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers comes in and people recognize him. This guy's famous. I meant he is the Green Bay Packer, at least until, you know, whenever he retires or whatever he does. But he comes in. This is a Super Bowl champion. I meant he comes in. We have Aaron Rodgers in our assembly, and we're so excited. We've got Aaron Rodgers. We've got Aaron Rodgers. Then you have someone that comes in who's homeless. He's had a rough night, maybe because of decisions that he made in his life. He now has the consequences come in. He hasn't had a bath in a while. He hasn't had anywhere, and he comes in. And he doesn't smell the way that we'd like him to smell. And he hasn't done his hair in a while. And you could tell that, that he's coming off some drugs. And he comes in and Aaron Rodgers comes in and then he comes in. That guy is going to get forgotten. 
We want Aaron Rodgers up here. We want him where the camera could kind of get a picture of it so that way you could show it later and show you. No, Aaron Rodgers is there. See, we had him come up. We, we had him come up to the platform and looky here today. We have Aaron Rodgers. Look at this. And the other guy, we kind of like, well, let's put him in the back so he doesn't offend anybody. Let's not just have him here. Let's have him way back there. And let's just kind of set him there. We'll kind of take care of him later on. You know what that's done? is a respecter of persons. It doesn't matter who they are. We need to treat them just the same. Tell them that we're glad to see them. If they don't have a Bible, give them a Bible. Have someone sit next to them. By the way, as a reminder, it doesn't matter who they are. No one should ever sit alone when they come to visit this church. That means that you have to move to go sit with them. Wonderful. You know, we should take care of them. Give them a bulletin and stuff. Let me pause. One of the most encouraging things I saw is that uh, we have a lot of our workers who are busy one day. Some people came in late and I saw Mr. Tim go up, grab a bulletin and hand it to a visitor. I wanted to do a happy dance up there. That's what we should be doing. We're purposely looking at, it doesn't matter who they are, what they look like, what they smell like. God loved them, every single one of them. We're going to try to be a blessing to them. We're going to sit next to them. We're going to show them. They may not know anything about the Bible. We're going to show them there too. But we're not going to honor one above the other because they're all special guests. They're all people we're thankful to be here. We're going to try to honor them. Because if you want to be really, really honest, who's more likely to stay at this church? Not Aaron Rodgers. You understand? That other person may need the help that we can give them and have their life completely turned around, which is the best investment then. A superstar who comes in and shows up one time or someone who really needs help that we could really love on and watch their life changed. You understand this is the idea of respect of persons is that we need to make sure that everyone feels welcome when they come here, when they come to visit our assembly. We need to do what we can to show them the love of Christ, to show that Christ loves even them. One of the awful things that happens in churches is they freeze people out. That if they don't look the same, they don't act the same, they freeze them out. Someone said years ago, why is it that Baptist people have all the crazy people in it? Because we accept everybody. And aren't you glad some of you wouldn't be in here if you weren't one of those crazy out for a while? You understand that we need to love everyone and that a church should be willing to accept everyone despite their flaws, despite their thumb. We're going to love on them. We're going to care for them. We're going to work with them. You know, all these throughout these years, we've always had kids who have not been in the habit of going to church. And we've all agreed that we're going to be patient with them. Some of you have been participants of that. We're going to love on you. We're going to keep them in here. We're going to smile. We have kids in here today that sit very well in church that didn't sit well the first couple times coming. We're going to love on them. By the way, we've had some adults that come in here that didn't sit well the first couple times they came in here. I was still working on some people to teach them, hey, guess what? During church services, you don't get up. I mean, we're still working on them, but are we patient with them? Absolutely. Because we understand there's some people who've never been to church to understand, hey, uh, this isn't a movie theater. We want you to sit down because you're a disturbance. You, know, you understand? You know, we love on people. We're going to work with them and love on them and teach them and 
and, and let them grow. Because every single one of us, uh, you know, don't raise your hand, but just imagine, how many of you were perfect Christians when you first walked to the church for the first time? You knew everything, you knew how to sing the songs right, you knew exactly everything in your Bible. No, we're all growing, we're all learning. And so we can't expect people to be at our level of growth who've never been in church before. We're no respecters of person. You understand? So we're getting the context here. The royal law in, <laughs> integrates us into the lives of other Christians. Our mutualist uh, thing that we have is the love of Christ. Again, let's just think about the people that we have in here. All right? So I am not the same age group as everyone that's in here. I may not have the same background. For example, not everyone has the privilege of being from Texas. I understand that. So, you know, you don't have the same background as me. You may not like the same hobbies as me. For example, I study for fun. I'm a nerd. Some of you, that's not your idea of a good time. That's not what you imagine your day of relaxation is. But why can we get along? Because of the common ground of Jesus Christ, that we were all sinners saved by grace. And that our common ground is that Jesus saved us. And that we can come together because of the common ground of who Jesus is. And so whenever someone comes in here, that's the common ground we want to build with them. Is the idea that Jesus died for them. And we want to show them how much he cares for them by how we are carrying out that love. Does that make sense? This is that royal law. Which now brings us to one more thing in here. The royal law identifies us with the Lord Jesus Christ. This royal law identifies us with the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice with me if we continue on in verse 5. Hearken now, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? You know, it's interesting that later on in the book of 3 John, that John mentions a man by the name of Gaius. And in that epistle, John wishes the physical well-being as well as the spiritual well-being of Gaius. Now think about that. John is praying that the the spiritual uh, health of Gaius would go well. You know, if we took people's temperature, and if your physical health was as healthy as your spiritual health, we'd be rushing lots of you to the hospital. We know that there are people in spiritual distress. They are not healthy spiritually. Well, we're a hospital that are trying to take care of people, spiritual needs to help them to be healthy, that we're trying to work with them. And we know that there are some people who are poor in riches but they're rich spiritually and they can be blessed and helped or, and help other people because of the spiritual nature that they have, even though they may be poor of money. Because when it's all said and done, it's the spiritual health that we need the most. You may think that you need a million dollars, but we need more is God's blessings and God working in your life. Notice as it goes on, verse six, but ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Now think about that. The people that we impress the most or want to impress the most are the people less likely to care for us. Let's go back to the Aaron Rodgers thing. 
Do you think Aaron Rodgers shows up here? We're going to preach to him the gospel and we're going to be glad that he's here. But when it's all said and done, do you think he's really going to care what happens? I mean, realistically, what happens to us? You know, is he going to check up on us later on? Hey, man. I mean, we may hope he does, but great. Let's think of uh, governor. We have Governor Evers. <laughs> Do you think he really cares what happens to us in this small little town and in this small little church? No. Probably not. What about our president, President Biden? Do you think he cares what happens to us? No. And yet, if Governor Evers came in here, don't you think that it'd be a temptation? <gasps> oh, it's the governor that's in here. Woo! We're so glad we had Governor Evers in here. You know, we're going to welcome here. We're going to have someone sit with him. We're going to give him a Bible. We're going to preach to him just like we would everyone else. And try not to make as big of a deal, bigger deal than him, than another visitor that may be here. We're glad to have them all. But our temptation is to make a big deal of the governor coming in when it's said and done. The governor doesn't care what happens to us. And some of these people that's in power would be glad to shut down churches and glad if we did not assemble, correct? But yet we seem to want to impress them the most. Isn't it amazing how people will talk about, oh man, if we get this Hollywood superstar to get saved, it would change everything. Would it really? I meant it's very hard for them to change that lifestyle and the way that they live and, and the way they do things. It's more likely that someone that's poor will be willing to change their lives completely than some superstar. We understand (laughs) that it could be the person who's very poor that has more of a chance of God really working in their lives and changing it completely. So be careful with this, but it says, You have despised the poor. Do not rich man oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats. Verse 7, do they... Do not they blaspheme the worthy name which ye are called? You know, go back to some Hollywood superstar or some sports star. Are they more than likely to blaspheme God's name? <laughs> and, uh, and public deny, <laughs> oh no, I'm not a Christian. No, I'm not one of them. It's amazing to watch people call themselves a Christian as long as it's uh, suitable. But as soon as they come into something that opposes what the world thinks, they back off pretty quick. Oh, no, no, I'm not one of those Christians. I mean, could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers got saved and then said, you know what? I can't uh, play in the Super Bowl because I need to be in church. You think he'd be willing to give that up? You understand... (laughs) We, we may make a big deal out of these folks in here that are big and whatnot, but they'll turn around and end up blaspheming God's name after we made a big deal of it. Verse number eight. If ye fulfill the royal law according to scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. Now here it goes and explains a little bit more. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, yet offend in one point, he is guilty of it all. Now he's going back to this idea of Judaism. Judaism had the idea that in order to be truly right with God, I had to keep all of the laws. There's 613 laws. That's a lot. One of those laws is to love our neighbor as ourselves, as we read in the book of Leviticus. That's why we read it. That's part of their law. 
And it gives this illustration, verse 10. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, yet offend in one point, he is guilty of it all. Here's the illustration, verse 11. For he that saith, do not commit adultery, also said, do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thy kill, thou become a transgressor of the law. All right? So how many sins does it take to become a sinner? One. So if someone says, listen, I've done my best to keep the Ten Commandments. I've never committed adultery. Yeah, but did you ever commit murder? Oh, well, that I did. Was he guilty of the whole thing? Absolutely. Once you break the law, you are a sinner. And the wages of sin is death. We're all guilty of it. So it's not the idea that I could become a good person without following this. No, you're guilty of it all. Now, I'm so thankful that God has given us something better. Verse number 12. So speak ye and do so as they which shall be judged by the law of liberty. We've already brought this up before, this law of liberty. We're not under a checklist, meaning that when someone comes in that may not look like us, smell like us, act like us, and we come in, we don't say, all right, well, listen, in order to do my good deed for the day, I'm going to check this off. And all right, look, I help the poor today. That's not what it's speaking about. To the, get to the heart of the matter is the idea that if I let, if I'm following after God and he's my goal, I'm going to automatically do what's right. That it shouldn't be the idea that, oh, some poor guy comes in. Oh, look, I got a checklist today. I, uh, I haven't helped the poor out lately, so let me go and check this off. Hello, welcome to our service. Please sit right here. All right, thank you. Check, all right. Look, I'm a good person now. The idea is, is that if I'm following after Christ and I'm following the way that I should, I don't need a reminder or a checklist, I'm going to look at someone and see them as someone who Christ died for. And because I love Christ, I'm going to love them and I'm going to set them in. You notice I'm going to even treat them differently now than just trying to do a checklist, just trying to be a good person. I'm doing it because I love the Lord. That is the law. If I'm following after Christ, it's going to show up in my behavior. So now we're getting to the true heart of the matter. If I have to get to the place where I have to be convinced to go help someone out, it's evidence that I'm not following after God. If I'm following after God the way that I should, then I'll be very happy to be able to be a servant to someone else who needs it to point them to the Lord. Does that make sense? This is where the royal law comes into it, is that I'm not following a checklist, I'm following after the Lord. And if I'm following after the Lord, I will automatically do those things that I ought to be doing. This is the behavior that we have. I'm so thankful that we're not following after a list of rules, a checklist. We're following after Christ. And if we're following after Christ, it will show up practically in our life, including a natural love for others because we love the Lord. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time 
to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920-530-6308. Once again, that number is 920-530-6308. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.